how do I know if I'm not detoxing? There can be a lot of signs. So sometimes it's more of a culmination of things, but there are some things that I look for typically and that are pretty clear indicators that someone might not be detoxing effectively. The first one would be, are they having a bowel movement every day? Hey everyone, it's Dr. Richard Huntsman. This is Take Back Your Health. Appreciate you tuning in. Today we're gonna talk detox, why we need it, what it is, and why it's important. Now we're gonna do this over a few episodes. Today we're gonna get into a little bit of the nuts and bolts of what detox is. And future episodes we'll cover, you know, the things we need to be avoiding where a lot of these toxins are coming from and what we can do about that. Um, before I get into it, I just have two things to ask for you. If you found this podcast beneficial and there's someone you, you think that, that might benefit, please share it with them. It helps the show grow. And then uh, number two would be whatever you use to listen to this, whether it be Apple or Spotify, wherever, if you could leave me a, a five-star rating, uh, that really helps me out. So what is detox? Now detox course is short for detoxification. It's the process by which the body gets rid of toxins. We get toxins from everywhere. They come from, of course, our environment, the pollution out there, um, the stuff in our water, in our food, alcohol, tobacco use, things like that, drug use. Um, but our body actually makes its own toxins as well. Um, as we're re- using up hormones, as we're going through the metabolic process, things like free radicals get made. And so the body needs to be able to get rid of those so they don't build up. So it's a continuous process that's always going on. And it's just the body's way of protecting itself from these harmful chemicals or substances that it's making. So the goal of detox is for the body to convert these chemicals into less harmful compounds, and then it gets rid of them. Okay, so the key systems involved in detox, the number one um, and most important is the liver. It's the primary detox organ filters all of our blood coming through from the digestive tract before it goes into the rest of the body. So anything we eat, drink, anything that goes in through the digestive tract is going to go through the liver so the liver can filter out these toxins so they don't spread throughout the body. Now there's two phases of liver detoxification. The first one called phase one, and there may be more phases. There's sometimes you'll hear about a phase zero, but primarily there's, there's two phases that we look at. So phase one is the transformation phase. First thing the liver's got to do is use enzymes to create less harmful substances, essentially. So it's taking these toxins and making them less harmful. Now, in doing this is actually creating some free radicals often, but it's making it so that these chemicals can be more easily gotten rid of, okay? So that they're less toxic so then other parts of the system can handle it. So that's phase one. It's called the transformation phase. And that one, the enzyme you may have heard of is called cytochrome P450. It's the main enzyme used in that. Um, you'll even see supplements where you can take cytochrome P450. I haven't really seen that to be that beneficial. I think we can support detox in a lot more beneficial ways, and I'll get to that later in the episode. So after phase one is phase two. Now phase two is the conjugation phase. And all conjugation means is that the body is adding something to the toxin to make it so it can get rid of it. The most common um, one that you'll hear about in this phase is methylation. Uh, Methylation is has gotten more and more well-known um, with the, the increased interest in the MTHFR mutation, which will affect detox if you do have that mutation. Um, that's something you get checked genetically. 
But there's also sulfation, phosphorylation, um, other, other different processes in this. But the idea is that it transforms these chemicals after the transformation phase. It changes these chemicals again, so now they're water-soluble. And all that means is that now they'll dissolve in water so the body can excrete it through the kidneys. Okay, so these two phases are the primary way that our body deals with toxins. And when we're talking toxins, it's not just the herbicides, pesticides, smoke, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's also sugar. Fructose is considered a toxin, just like alcohol. Now, fructose is about half of what your table sugar is made of. Fructose also is the sugar in fruits. That's why some people have to be careful with fruits. So this process is going on all the time. Basically, anything that goes in is going to pass through this to see if it's harmful. If it is, the body's going to try to take care of it. Okay, so after the liver, depending on the substance, it'll, it'll either get excreted through the kidneys or the GI. Kidneys are going to filter more, and they're going to send things out through the urine. They're constantly filtering her blood as well, trying to maintain the the salt and water and mineral balance. And then the gastrointestinal through through our stool will eliminate toxins as well. Um, ones that can't be made water soluble will go through the GI system. Um, the gut also does play a role in detox in the microbiome. There are certain aspects of our microbiome that will bind up and neutralize toxins and depending on what it is. So gut health is really important for detox as well. That's why we got to, you know, whole health. You hear me talk about it all the time. We, we've just got to work on every system. We can't just focus on one. The lymphatic system is also very involved. Um, the thing with the lymphatic is it's a system that is very passive. You know, it doesn't have the, the pumping action that some of our other systems do unless we're moving. That's why exercise is so key. Uh, to detox. The lymph system's carrying the lymph and that fluid is, you know, it's got aspects that deal with the immune system as well. The infection fighting white blood cells are in there, but it also will carry things and toxins out to the different systems that'll deal with them. So we've got to make sure our lymphatic is going well. That's why I love rebounders. People that tell me they have a rebounder and they jump on that 10 minutes a day. That's a really good thing you can do for the lymphatics. Um, then also our lungs, of course, we're expelling toxins when we exhale at times. Um, and then the skin, the skin is a, is a key factor for detox. Um, through our sweat, a lot of things will come out. So we've got to make sure that our skin is healthy. Uh, we're taking care of it as well. So a question I get a lot is how do I know if I'm not detoxing? There can be a lot of signs. So sometimes it's more of a culmination of things, but there are some things that I look for typically and that are pretty clear indicators that someone might not be detoxing effectively. The first one would be, are they having a bowel movement every day? And ideally, I like to see people have even two or three healthy bowel movements a day. And that to me tells me things are cycling like they're supposed to, getting out of you like they're supposed to. So if someone is chronically constipated, um, you know, they go once or twice a week, we've got to work on their detox systems because they're just going to have toxins building up, building up. And so the first thing with something like that is we've got to get them going to the bathroom more. Um, we got to start working on that issue and then they'll be able to detox more effectively. Another one that I look at a lot is if someone doesn't sweat, you know, if you're having a pretty rigorous exercise or if you're out in, in a hot day, you should be sweating. Now you don't need to sweat excessively. You know, some people sweat more than others, but we need to be able to make ourselves sweat pretty easily. 
you know, if you work out for more than 10, 15 minutes and you're not sweating, you need to look at your detox systems, at least the skin part of that system. Because if we aren't sweating, that means toxins aren't getting out through every system that they should be. Other things that can be are, are just typical signs of being ill, fatigue, digestive issues, skin issues, acne, rashes, things like that are, can be signs of a detox problem. Brain fog is a really common one. You know, can't concentrate, my memory's starting to slip. Often those are detox symptoms. Headaches, if you, if you listen to my past episode on headaches, I didn't talk about detox, but if the headache's not clearing up like I think it should based on you know, the other things that I've tried, you know, the type of headache I think it is, sometimes we've got to look at detox. It could be a toxin buildup that is causing these headaches. Another key one would be body odor. You know, if someone has really excessive body odor, that's a clear sign that the body is really trying to get rid of toxins any way it can. So it's sending more toxins through, through the sweat than it should. And then, you know, like I said, there, there's a lot. Mood changes, sensitivity to smells, aches and pains. Um, those can all be, all be key factors. The big one that I've been looking at more and more lately as I work with people with weight loss all the time would be someone that can't lose weight. You know, sometimes it's, it is just a diet issue where you know, they got an unresolved insulin resistance and they're not addressing it appropriately. But I'll have clients where they're doing everything I tell them to. Based on everything I'm looking at, they should be losing weight and they're not. Often that's detox issue. Now, the reason why is a lot of times our body will store toxins in our fat cells. That's just its way to say, I need put this somewhere where it's not going to be too harmful and it'll put it in the fat cells to kind of lock it up. Now, if we have a lot of toxins in our fat cells, the, the body's smart. The brain is smart. It's going to say, no, nah, I don't want to lose those fat cells. I don't want to shrink those because then I'm going to have to pull those toxins out of there and then I'm going to feel awful. And so sometimes with weight loss, often we have to detox first and really get those detox systems working so then the brain will say, okay, now I can start to release some of these. I've had many clients and patients over the years where once we started supporting their detox systems, all of a sudden they lose 10, 15 pounds in the space of a couple of weeks. Or even I've seen it in as quickly as a week where someone loses like 12 pounds once we start supporting detox. So if you're on a weight loss program and you aren't supporting detox, you need to be. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. You just have to support detox if you're losing weight. And it it doesn't have to be excessive depending on how how bad your toxic burden is, but you at least need to be doing some detox support. And, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. Let's talk about the things that, that can be causing you to be struggling with detoxification. The, the first one would be, what are we eating? Are we eating highly processed food all the time? The, the thing with those is not only do they have toxins themselves and lots of them, but they're going to be very deficient in nutrients. You know, you see all these things, oh, fortified with vitamin B, forti you know, every essential, blah, 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 blah. It's all garbage. You need to be eating real food. If you want to support these systems effectively, the nutrients need to come from food, not from a lab. Every vitamin that is put into any fortified food you see is synthetic. Okay. And, and some, some vitamins synthetic doesn't really make a difference, but most of them we prefer to get the natural source. So make sure you are eating a good diet, real food, whole food diet. That is number one. 
first and foremost. If someone's not doing that, that's the first change we need to make when we're working on our health. Number two would be, are we overexposed? Now, we are getting exposed to toxins constantly. You know, I'm sitting at my desk. There's plastic everywhere. Drinking out of plastic water bottles at times. The food that we eat, you know, I try to drink filtered water, but it's still not going to get everything right. So we are getting exposed constantly. So we need to be aware of that. And like I said, the next episode, I'm going to get into where are the most common sources that we can readily get rid of. But we need to be aware of, you know, how toxic our environment is becoming. Dehydration is a big big cause of poor detox and many other things like I talked about in the last episode with headaches, just making sure we're drinking clean filtered water and getting enough, you know, enough varies for everyone. But I would say if you're feeling thirsty, you need to be drinking some water, maybe throwing some electrolytes or some salt in there. You shouldn't be too thirsty throughout the day because you should be drinking most of the day. So getting about half your body weight in ounces is a good place to start for some people. That's not enough. And so they need to add more, but most people that'll, that'll get them pretty close to where they should be as long as they're not, you know, working out excessively or, you know, things like that, that'll cause them to be losing more fluid. And if you are, then increase your water intake. And again, when I'm talking dehydration, we talk water, not Gatorade, not Powerade, you know, those things that somehow become synonymous with hydration. Um, hydration is about water and salt. You know, if we have those two and, and real salt, not, not the table salt stuff. We're talking salt that has all the minerals of a full complex of, of salts. That's how we stay hydrated. Other things that'll affect our detox would be chronic stress. Um, no surprise there. It affects everything. Poor gut health. You know, if you've had a lot of antibiotics recently, you're in the past, you know, if you're one who struggles with your digestion, that, that will affect detox. You're not gonna be breaking down your food enough. You know, the gut microbiome, as we talked about has to do with detox. So that's something to look out. A uh, big one is sleep. A lot of our detox happens when we sleep. You know, that's when a lot of the lymph flow happens as we're laying down. The lymph can flow easier. Um, so if you're not getting enough sleep, your detox systems, you know, in every system, but specifically detox today will suffer. Um, so making sure if we're not getting sleep, we're working on that. If you're still struggling, work with someone that knows what they're doing to help you sleep. Another one that I don't think is talked about enough is overuse of medications. Now, on average in the United States, um, I don't know what it is in other countries, but in the U.S., four medications on average per person, four. So that means, you know, someone like me, I don't take any medications. I haven't. I've never had to take medications for any extended length of time in my life. You know, an antibiotic here or there, a painkiller here or there after a surgery or something, that's it. So I don't take any, but the average is four. So that means there's people out there with seven, eight, nine, 10, 12. I think the most I've seen someone come into my clinic with was 13 um, that they were on. And that was someone who, of course, was very ill. But all these medications need to be processed and detoxed. They all have toxic components to them. Now, someone may need the medication. I'm not saying necessarily that the medication is a mistake, but when they're on all these medications, the liver is going to have to spend a lot of time working on those medications to get them out. And the liver will try to process them in order of, you know, they're most toxic. And sometimes these medications are very, very toxic. And so the liver is going to focus everything it can on that. And if it uses up all the resources on the medications, now it can't detox the other stuff. So then that other stuff starts building up. And so if you're someone who's on a lot of medications, 
we need to make sure we're really supporting your detox system. And that may include throwing some detox supplements. Um, there are very good supplements out there that help us get rid of toxins. I, I take them frequently depending on what I'm trying to detox or, you know, I like to cycle my detox supplements, whether, you know, from bacteria to virus to radiation to chemical, you know, all, all these different things we need to detox. There are very good supplements out there to help us. And so I'm one that I, I constantly take a detox supplement. Like I said, it changes, but I'm always at least taking one. So that that gets into how can we support detox? You know, some of it is doing the opposite of what we've talked about, you know, get good sleep, you know, get an adequate diet. A big part is to get enough protein. Now, I know I talk about protein a lot, but that's because it's so key. In the methylation phase and sulfation phase, you know, the, the phase two detox, a lot of times the liver is adding an amino acid to the toxic chemical to get it out of the body. So if we don't have enough amino acids, which is what we get from protein, then that process can't move forward. They get stuck. And so making sure you're getting enough protein is huge. And again, for most people, I like half your body weight at least in grams. I think most people should be a hundred or above. You know, when we're talking adults, kids are, kids are different. Kids really don't need a ton of protein, 15 to 20 grams for most, you know, that are under the age of 10 or so. You know, and my kids would definitely eat more protein than that, but um, they don't really need it. So getting your protein in, of course, the whole foods, like we talked about earlier, um, not retoxing. And like I said, I'll get into that more next episode, but making sure we're doing at least the bare minimum things to avoid toxins, like, you know, drinking clean filtered water only, not heating things in plastic, you know, not eating out of plastic when we can avoid it. Plastics are a big one, you know, things like that, uh, making sure if we are doing some painting or some, you know, spraying some weeds or something that we're really protecting ourselves, um, all those kind of things. So that we're, we're minimizing toxin exposure as much as we can. We can't minimize it completely. They're, they're showing more and more that even, you know, babies when they're born already have over 70 toxic chemicals in their body um, that they've gotten from their mother. A hundred percent of us, when we urinate, plastic comes out. We eat a credit card worth of plastic every week on average. So avoiding all these toxins is very difficult, but we need to be doing the, the best that we can to avoid them. And, and we'll get into that more next time. Exercise is a really key one to support detox, making sure we're getting, we're getting where we're sweating a couple times a week, at least three to four is even better. Cause again, sweating isn't just about, did I get a good exercise? It is how we detox some of these chemicals. So we need to make sure we're sweating often. Um, that's why sauna can be so useful. Now, I, I would caution you with sauna. I really like saunas. I talk about them all the time, but you need to make sure that you're able to sweat well before you get in that sauna. If you can't sweat, now those chemicals are going to get pushed towards the skin and you're not going to get rid of them. So you got to make sure that you are detoxing before we hop in that sauna. That sauna is not going to fix your detox problem. Sauna just will accelerate one aspect of it. So we got to make sure that system's working before we use the sauna. But if you're someone who's already doing pretty well, you know, you're sweating easily, all that. Yeah. Sauna can be great to do a couple of times a week, far infrared, infrared. I, I don't really care. Just get the temperature up. That, that's the, the key with sauna. B vitamins can be very helpful, especially with people with that MTHFR mutation. They will need to take the methylated B12. 
uh, methylated folate because they're not going to be able to process other kinds. Um, but B vitamins, not just the B12 and B9 that we hear about most, they're all involved, you know, B1, B2, B6, B5, you know, all of them are involved in detox. So if you're not getting enough, you know, red meat and other good sources of B vitamins, make sure we're taking a B complex, um, at least occasionally. Cruciferous vegetables are another one. <laughs> Those that know me know that I hate broccoli. I can't stand it. My kids make fun of me when broccoli is being made for dinner because they think that I won't eat it and they watch me eat it even though I have to gag it down. But broccoli, cauliflower, um, any sort of cruciferous vegetable kind of in that family, they have a chemical called sulfurane and it's one of the only sources of it, but it really supports that cytochrome P450 enzyme and so it can be very good. Broccoli sprouts is a is a really good one that, that you can actually grow at your home pretty easily um, that you could add into a salad or a green smoothie or something like that. Um, then citrus fruits are another really good one that supports cytochrome P450. You just have to be careful with grapefruit some. Um, sometimes grapefruit will interfere with medications. So anytime you're eating grapefruit, if you're on medication, make sure there's no interference there. But other than that, the, the, the keys are, and this is you know, the, the answer to most health things, right? But get enough sleep, eat real whole foods, get enough protein and exercise. You do those things, your detox systems will vastly improve. Now, sometimes we have to do more. If someone is really toxic, a lot of issues, a lot of health issues, we might need to detox for a very long time. And we often say detox takes years, not months. If you think about it, you know, I'm 35 years old. So I've got 35 years worth of toxin buildup if my detox systems haven't been working. We're not going to detox that in a weekend detox. You know, sometimes people tell me, yeah, I did a detox over the weekend. And I'm like, yeah, great. When are we doing it again? <laughs> because one weekend is not going to be enough. Yeah, you might feel better. And I'm not disparaging these weekend detoxes. I think they're helpful. But don't think just by doing a weekend or even a month detox that you've got it all. It is an ongoing, continuous process. Sometimes we need to do heavy detox for years before someone feels better because of the mercury buildup, lead buildup, aluminum, all these glyphosate is, is one I'll talk about a lot. All these things have been building up over years. It's going to take a while. So we need to be actively supporting this system through our lifestyle changes, through the habits that we create that lead to better health, all these things to make sure that this system is working well. And then your health will improve. Toxins affect just about every aspect of your health. Any system that is struggling, any symptom, illness you can think of is made worse by toxins because now the body has something else it has to deal with. So if we can get it where it's having to deal with that less and it can work on other things, everything will improve. Hope this was helpful to give you a little insight into detox. Like I said, next time I will get into where are these toxins coming from? What toxins should we be most concerned about? Because we can't avoid everything. We've got to live our life. So we need to to know what's, what's going to be the most beneficial for us um, to be doing and what things will really help us out. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Take Back Your Health with Dr. Richard Huntsman. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. The content presented here is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical question or before embarking on any new health program. 